Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is still season six. It's episode 28. All of them put together is 267 episodes. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we're back again after a bit of a break. Bit of a we break. took a couple weeks off to celebrate yeah. the end of the season. It was a very long, very active season this year. I feel like even the weeks where we took a week or two off during the season, there was so much going on. There that was. It just became like impossible to keep up. So when Craig was like, "Yeah, we'll take two weeks off," I was like, "You ain't got to tell me twice." <laughs> I mean, it's this. I mean, we you know we always say there is no off season, but February and March kind of yes, are until because then the draft's going to happen next month because it's already March, and yeah. uh, and then it just all goes into a giant waterfall rapids of stuff. So I think I said this last year too. Oh, there is no offseason because you go right into the NFL draft season. That's great. I'm a fantasy analyst. And to, so, oh, well, this guy's going to be the number two pick. All right, well, when he's, when, he, when he's holding up the jersey, I'll start worrying about where he is. Because so much can happen between now and draft day, and usually does, that it makes it impossible for us to go really crazy with, like, the, the you know, we could sit here and do draft preview and, and actually... One of our listeners last week, last year asked me, he's like, are you guys going to do a full draft preview? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, we will do a draft review, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so tonight I have a new beer I have not tried ever before. Uh, this is from Brewery Legitimus. Oh, sounds, yeah, I've had a couple of their things. Sounds very Roman-esque slash Warhammer-y. So, yeah, it feels formal. It does. It does. Uh, this is called Church Pool. It's a Grosch style ale. Okay, I haven't had that one. Uh, I can't remember what I've had from Brewery Legitimus. This stuff is clean, very well subtle, uncomplicated, and refreshing. So I'm going to open this right now. Is that your analysis, or is that the, the no, 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 it's, that's that's the can. That's the can. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Craig is opening that. I am on Diet Coke tonight because um, reasons. That happens. And I'm pouring it in this fancy pint glass that doesn't look like a pint glass that someone got me. Oh, the bodega glass? Yes. <laughs> I love those glasses. The little squat pint glasses. And they've gotten so expensive. Really? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> there's like only one. There's only one plant, or at least until recently. There's only one plant in Italy that makes these stupid glasses. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go online and search bodega pint glass. <laughs> they're squat little pint glasses that are wide. And everyone I've ever given one to, I've got a case of them, loves them. But my wife bought me, like, because I like them. We went to Zeus Brewing in upstate New York, not upstate New York, in New, in, in New Rochelle area. And um, I got a glass there from them, and I really like the glass. So my wife went online, and she found a guy who makes them, but he had to buy them in, a, in a, a case of 12. And she paid, like, $34 for the case of 12. Okay, it's a little less than $3 a glass. That same case of 12, and I was going for, like, $65. Wait, and how much was the case before? Like 34? Oh, wow. So I have four in my cabinet. I gifted one to Sean, one to Craig, and one to Cinch. And there's still five in the box because Lord knows I'm going to break the ones I'm using at some point, And I want to be able to replace them. That's true. That's right. actually a good plan. Um, it is. I'm looking at the box right now. Wait, <laughs> it's over here in the corner. I'm looking at it. Hmm. All right, so tell me about this beer. Wow, so... What I read before, the crisp, a lot of people don't like that word, uh, mm -hmm. clean, subtle, 
uncomplicated and refreshing. That really just fits this. It's a very, it's a, it's an ale. It's very, it's a Grolsch if you, so it's, they're a little bit different than lagers, I think. They have a little bit more flavor to them, uh, but it's it's very just a clean, yeah, refreshing beer. That's really, that's it. Well, so. is that really what you want out of a beer? I mean, unless you want sometimes, to try yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the reason that Budweiser is like one of the best selling beers is not because it's a a high class, you know, rare. It's it's just basic and clean and crisp. And if that's what you're looking for, great. I still think it's terrible, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Again, I think, I think IPAs, the IPA market has become so saturated. Yes, I still, I still like them. I still enjoy yes. them. Like if you gave me a Crucial Mass or the a fuck twenty twenty two, I'm gonna drink it and really enjoy it. But I think overall, I think the IPA market is there's a lot now, so mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy finding different stuff to try. Um, so I appreciate and, it. And I think. And I think that's why I tend to go back, you know, as much as I like trying different things, I go back to Road to Ruin because it's just a basic IPA. There's yep. nothing. It's not hazy. It's not <laughs> made with El Dorado hops aged <laughs> in the not, belly of a kitten. <laughs> it's not juicy. <laughs> it's not juicy. It doesn't have a ton of sediment in it. It wasn't aged in a cave. I mean... <laughs> Sometimes you want those complex and unique flavors, but sometimes you just want something that tastes like freaking beer. So, <laughs> As Cinch would say. <laughs> yes. Cinch, Cinch always has the best beer reviews. Although he, I, I give Cinch credit. Cinch has been trying he to has. explore the palatary stuff. And, it, you know, he'll, he'll I mean, when we go out with him, which isn't often enough, we got to drag him out to 12% at some point. He sits there and he, he'll sit there and go, this tastes like beer to me. What does it taste like to you? He's trying to explore what the palatary differences is. Yep. So very interesting approach. So obviously we had a Super Bowl since we last spoke. Uh, we did. Um, we did. Congratulations again. Thank you, my I'm Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs win. win their second one in four years. I, I am now, I, you know, and I was remarkably calm. I'm like, so Craig and, uh, Craig and Sean came over and they watched the game with me and my wife. Um, and you know, about an hour before you guys came over, my wife was like eyeing me cause I was just sitting playing video games on my laptop and I'm like, what? She's like, you're too calm. And I'm like, well, listen, <laughs> we've been here before. This is the, the third Super Bowl in four years. The chiefs have made, they already have one championship. It's not that I'm not excited. It's that I'm not nervous because I feel like I've gotten my nerves out on this. And it was, I think a really, really great game. I mean, I think so anyway. I, yeah, I think the, I think the Eagles. I that defensive fumble from Jalen Hurts like really I think hurt their momentum. But after that, they played a pretty solid game overall. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, so I'm I'm pulling up the stats. Mahomes goes 21 for 27 for 182 and three touchdowns. So what does that tell me? Mahomes did a lot of short passes. He did not try to stretch the field. He gave. You know, game manager is the wrong term because 21 for 27 is kind of a crucial number. And I look at the rushing. Pacheco had uh, 15 carries for 76 and a touchdown. He averaged five yards a carry. Mahomes on the bad ankle rushed six times for 44. Um, The receiving was not shocking. Travis Kelsey led the way and then Juju came in uh, right behind him and just kind of went from there. 
So there was nothing shocking there. You look at the, the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts, 27 for 38 for 304 and one touchdown. Uh, and three rushing touchdowns. That's the key. So, oh, that Jalen was Hurts insane. Only, <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hurts only threw for one touchdown because he ran for the other three, dipshit. <laughs> That's four touchdowns that Jalen Hurts was directly involved in and had 70 yards on the ground. I mean, he was a lot of offense. Uh, Devontae Smith had the only 100-yard receiving game. Um, he had seven for 100 on nine targets. A.J. Brown was six for 96, and the one touchdown that wasn't directly in the hands of Jalen Hurts when it was scored. Um, yeah, so it, it was pretty – It was yeah, the, 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 the Jalen Hurts fumble was really, really, really kind of eh. But um, otherwise, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I You know, I think that game could have gone either way. It was so badly officiated again. I mean, yeah, so many it questionable calls. It wasn't good. The whole playoffs weren't good. And again, I know I'm being biased, but in general, it was just not. It wasn't good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It just was not good. I am just looking again, because I know I've said this before. I just want consistency. And there yes. really isn't any at all. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> it. That's it. So it was a great game to watch. I, you know, I, I'm we're kind of just doing a recap episode, so we don't have to do burning hot takes. Uh, but I'll, I'll put this question out to Craig in general. There's been a lot of chatter about, and, and of course, you got to talk about the halftime show, right? I mean, the whole Rihanna halftime show. Let me tell you, folks, my <laughs> living room was 20 minutes of people scouring the Internet to try and find out <laughs> if Rihanna was pregnant. Um, I thought it was a decent halftime show. But there was a bunch of people who were like, this sucks. Listen, is it better than The weekend? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. In which case, there's not there's not even a conversation. There's not even a conversation as to how bad it, it was better than The weekend, And that's all that matters. That <laughs> will forever <laughs> be until until something terrible comes along along that is absolutely worse than The weekend's halftime show. Then it will not matter who it was or where it was, or there were flying platforms or exploding couches or 50 cent hanging from a roof. As long <laughs> as it was better than the weekend, it is fine. So what were your thoughts yeah. on the halftime show? Uh, I thought it was entertaining. I don't know. If, um, I don't know if having a pregnant woman float hundreds of feet above a stadium was a good idea, but other yeah. than that, I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was okay. I mean, that's, that's really what it was. Really was. So Kansas City played a good second half. They outscored the Eagles 24 to 11 after the break, which was a little bit surprising. I fully expected Kansas City to pull back into that game. You, you, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know I'm an in-game better. And at the half, I put all my remaining funds, not like like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but the remaining bank of my funds on Kansas City Moneyline and on Kansas City like plus six because they were down 10 at the half. And yes, I made money. So there it is, the end. <laughs> the so end. Now, now we can move into the offseason, and there is a ton going on already. Let's start with some of the stupid stuff that is already happening this offseason. Number one, let's start with as the Rodgers turns. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers went into seclusion, presumably to contemplate his future, came out, saw his own shadow, and now we have six more weeks of drama. Craig, uh, yeah. there are there are now reports inside of the Packer organization, and I think these reports were leaked intentionally, 
that the Packers feel they are done and ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers a Packer next year? Does Aaron uh, Rodgers even play football next year? See, see, the I think the Packers are, for lack of a better term, done with him. But the problem is they have so much money wrapped into his contract. Mm-hmm. Like I, can't cut him. I, they can't cut him. So that means they have to trade him. And then who, who's gonna want him other than the Jets? Really. So, or and, and can afford him for that matter too. So they can't cut him, and then if he doesn't play, they still owe him money, and then there's a bunch of dead cap money next year, next next year. Well, next year it's better. Hold on, uh, I'm 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 opening over the cap right now. Okay, uh, cap space by team, teams. Hello, computer. No, no, use the mouse. <laughs> oh, hello, computer. <laughs> Deep cut. If you know what that is, let us know. Hey, a, a quick aside. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you watched any of the new season of Picard yet? I have not. I heard it is very good, but I want to watch it soon. At the end of episode two, there is an absolute. I'm going to call it a. I'm going to call it an audio nod, an absolute audio nod to Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Hmm. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> But okay. when you when you hear it, you're gonna go, oh yeah, all right, all right, all, <laughs> all right. right, yeah, folks, we remember 1982 as well. Yep, okay, we're there. <laughs> okay, so this year he is um, his guaranteed salary is 59 and a half mil. His cap number though is only 31.6. But if they cut him, his dead money number is 99.7 million dollars. <laughs> they can't. Cut him <laughs> they literally can't cut him because they would take a negative hit on the cap of 68 million dollars <laughs> now next year 2024 that number changes his guaranteed num- his guaranteed salary is zero with a cap number of 40 million and a cap a, a dead money number of 24.4 meaning if they cut him before june 1st of 2024 they would save $16.2 million against the cap. And as he has no guaranteed salary, all he has is uh, he has a prorated bonus and a guaranteed other bonus. So that would cost them $38 million to kick him off the team. And they would save over 24, they would save over $16 million against the cap. So if they hmm. don't trade him this year, I mean, listen, it, it, from what I can tell, this is it. This is If he has one more year, this is it. But if they can trade him, they'll trade him. I mean, if they trade him, that the numbers change as well. Hold on, let me see. Okay, dead money, trade, and really not that many, not that many teams can afford him. So if they trade him, they only take a cap hit of forty million, but that's still eight point six million dollars more than they actually have to pay him if they keep him. So there is no benefit to moving Aaron Rodgers. What happens if it's after June first? That number's going to be worse, right? June 1st of of this year? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Uh -oh. Uh -oh. all of a sudden, this is interesting. (laughs) Football math. (laughs) So if they trade him after June 1st of 2023, his cap number is 31.6 mil, but his dead cap number is only 15.8. So they would save $15.7 million against the cap but that's only if they trade him after June 1st. 
If they cut him after June 1st, then the cap number is still through the roof. It's still a $75 million against the the uh the dead the dead money number. So the only way for the for the Green Bay Packers to save money and cut ties with Aaron Rodgers this year is to trade him after June 1st. And Craig is right. Who the hell has the money to bring him on? At, at the Jets and maybe someone else. Not a What's lot. The <laughs> What's the Jets cap situation right now? I'm looking right now. The Jets, actually, the Jets right now are in the red. Are they? They're 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 two hundred sixty five thousand dollars beyond uh, uh, over the cap right now with an effective cap space of negative four point three mil. Huh. I don't know why that is. They must have a lot of dead money somewhere. Oh my god! Everybody's got dead money everywhere. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> I know who C.J. Mosley is. Uh, he's a linebacker. Yep. Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, I who? He's got a dead cap number of over eighteen and a half million. He's the left guard. Oh. Yeah. You have a left guard with an eighteen million dead cap number. Ah, uh, that's bad. D.J. Reed, the cornerback, dead cap number, 13.8 mil. C.J. Huh. Ozoma, dead cap number, 11.6 mil. <clears throat> I mean, it's just Tyler Conklin has a $7 million dead money number. Yeah, they have too much money in tight ends. <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm like, people, are you freaking kidding me? Ahmed Gardner's number is going to be 27 mil if they cut him? They're not going to cut Sauce Gardner. I mean, but seriously, I'm looking at these... They've got no. so many people with cap numbers that are over in the double digits. Like freaking Corey Davis has eleven point one cap million. Yeah, uh, they eleven point one cap million. They that just make sense. To, yeah, Corey Davis experiment is done. I think. But like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, and then it just drops off a cliff. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people with at least ten million dollars in cap this year, and. Only like one or two of them say, well, actually only one or two of them cost money if they, if they, with the dead number. So, all right. So, so conversely, I'm going to go back to the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Hold on a second. I got to go back there. And if I sort by cap number, one, two, three, four, five people over $10 million in guaranteed cap. But one of them is Aaron Rodgers and his cap number is right now 31 million. And the other one is David Bakhtari, whose cap number is $28.8 million because Aaron Rodgers won't play without him. So they're much more top-heavy, but they have fewer people over the... T it looks like the Jets have made a lot of like mid-range deals to try and stretch people out, <laughs> mm. and it's coming back to bite them in the ass. Oy vey. Hmm. Yeah, th th they just... You know, so who does have like exceptional cap space? Well, the Bears are almost $100 million under the cap. The Falcons are $66 million under the cap. No. The Raiders are forty-eight million under the cap. And the other thing too is Aaron Rodgers has a trade like he controls his trade clause. Mm -hmm. So he's not gonna he for example, he's not gonna go to Atlanta where they have nothing. No. Like he's gonna go somewhere like the Jets or like the Raiders who aren't bad. They just need help. So I mean, now, oh, see, I know I'm looking at, um, I mean, I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of teams retool this year, and I think they're one of them. I think St. Louis is going to retool this year. 
Um, I think the Bucks are going to retool this year. The Bucks. Are oh yeah, retool. Leonard Fournette's going to get cut, man. Leonard Fournette. Hold on, I've got it up. Sad. Leonard Fournette. They save. They save three point four seven. They three point four million dollars in dead cap money if they cut him before June first. They only. He's only hitting for eight mil against the cap, but they can reduce it to five million if they cut <clears> him. I mean, if the, if the Bengals pick him up, because I honestly don't know with his off-season issues if uh, or off-field issues if the Bengals are going to re-sign Mixon. So, I mean, it's just the Bucks are underwater on a lot of players. They're underwater cap-wise with Chris Godwin, Vita Vea, and Ryan Jensen. So, I mean... <clears throat> I think Baker's going to wind up there. You know, why the hell not? You you have enough tools there to make a run of it. Why wouldn't you? I mean, that division's terrible, so... Yeah, I mean, you just you, you can still make a solid run of it, so... Okay, anyway, all right, so that's... So we'll have to see what happens there. What about you? What about you? Is there anything burning in the news? I mean, I've got several news stories here, but I'd love for to hear what you're, what's burning for you in the uh, NFL news. <clears throat> um, for, Like, right now, I'm just... I'm just trying to. My biggest thing is I am just looking at where Derek Carr is going to wind up. That's uh, a big one, right? Also, he might wind up. You know, it's right now it's the Jets, the Panthers, and the Saints. Um, again, I think out of those three teams, I think the Jets are in the best position. Really, mm-hmm. uh, the Saints are a complete like rebuild. Like I don't like Kamara is probably going to wind up in jail. Michael Thomas hasn't played in I don't know how long and he's still mm-hmm. broken. So their offense I, is not what it was. Um I would put I in order I would put it Jets, Panthers, Saints uh as far as overall team scoring. Uh the Panthers are getting a new coach with Frank Reich. He's a he's a quarterback oh. coach, but but I just don't know if I don't know if at this point in his career, I don't know if Carr's gonna want to go somewhere where it's like Eh, we just need some more draft picks in a couple of years and we'll be good. Yeah. You know, I feel like the Jets are in a, if he went to the Jets, for example, you know, he's going to win the games that that uh, Wilson lost. So, yeah, that's I have to thought. agree. I, the Jets are the are the closest to being ready for prime time. I mean, it's attractive. Frank Reich seems to attract old quarterbacks who think that they, they deserve another shot, um, including Philip Rizzard. <laughs> <laughs> and Carson Wentz, um, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think Marcus Mariota is actually eyeing the Panthers if, if they'll have. I mean, him. he he cut himself from. Uh... Yeah, very real <laughs> way. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, um, so from yeah, the so there's, there's that. Oh, I just didn't see. I didn't see this. The DeAndre Hopkins sent a two-year extension. When did that happen? He did. Good for him. How did I not, did I not hear about this? Did it happen today? I, I don't know. Okay, no, this is old freaking news. Published September 8th, 2020. Thank you, NFL.com ticker. <laughs> when I click news, I want to see news from, I don't know, this year. I, you got to be kidding me. Ay, ay, ay. And then just, I know because Cinch is listening to this, so I'm just going to, you know, make him, you know, possibly drive off the road. <laughs> I keep hearing rumors. <laughs> that the know. 49ers are going to convince Brady to go play for them next year because it's they're assuming they're going to send Garoppolo away to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are broken, and both of them 
have had or need surgery. Mm-hmm. So I keep seeing I keep seeing little blurbs that they're going to try to convince Brady to come back out of retirement again. Wow. Won't okay, be shocked. So just, Won't be shocked if that happens. Yeah. I'm just pulling up the terminated contracts list from 2023 <laughs> in February. And so we know Mar- Marcus Mariota and Carson Wentz were both given their walking papers. Uh, Randy Bullock, the kicker from the Titans, was terminated. I did not see that. I didn't catch this one. Bob Woods. Oh, Bob. Bobby Trees was cut on 222, and I, I missed that. Um, yeah, so I, I we'll see what happens with him. But it looks like the Titans are trying to tighten up a little bit, although I don't know how much that's going to really help them. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so let's see what else we got in news. As Kenny Galladay. Kenny <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if if a giant gets caught and he never had a catch, does it make a sound? I you know, I mean I think I he just, had I, he had one one touchdown. Yeah, and at one it literally was his only catch. <laughs> I mean, hold on. I'll, let's let, we'll, we'll we'll play that game. Kenny Galladay <laughs> stats. Okay. Let's see here. Kenny Galladay stats. Here we go. Pro Football Reference. Show me game logs from 2022. Okay, let's see here. Uh, he had a total of six receptions on 17 targets, uh, one touchdown. He had one. Ca- he had two catches in the last like five weeks of the year, two, three, six weeks of the <laughs> year. He was, inactive. So he was inactive against Washington, so I'm throwing it out. So in the last seven games, he played six, and he had a total of two catches for one touchdown and 30 yards in six games. That's something. And they targeted him seven times that game. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my God. You know why he was targeted seven times? Because it was against the Eagles. Number one, the Eagles didn't care. Number two, the Eagles defense didn't think they'd throw to him. So they didn't have to cover him or anything. Yeah, Galladay is... I don't know anybody who's upset about Galladay being cut there. So, all right, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, The Rams are cutting Bobby Wagner. All right. Linebacker Interesting. Again, wouldn't be would not be unhappy if the Bengals signed him either. <clears throat> the, the the Rams are going to clean house this offseason. I mean, they're they also have, they sold their soul to win and cheat at the Super Bowl, so yep. they're pretty much done for now. <laughs> yeah, and, and yes, I said it. God damn it! And supposedly they're looking to shop um, Jalen Ramsey. They're look they're taking offers and and, to, and taking calls on Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were if I were the Kansas City Chiefs, I would offer them a pair of socks. <laughs> and uh see if they bite so um they, they one interesting thing did get announced is the browns and jets will play in the preseason hall of fame game so that's, um that's something something to look forward that's, to um something <laughs> it's like the nfl sits there and goes okay listen it's going to be the first football game that anyone's going to watch outside of like xfl or usfl in six months what's the one game no one's going to want to see that's already on our schedule. And it's like, oh, it's going to be Browns and Jets. All right, great. Put it in the Hall of Fame game because people will turn in because it's the first time there's football on the television in months. That's that's really what it feels like to me. Because I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch uh, preseason in general. I don't, I don't either. I mean, I may watch like a quarter at the most, but then no. Mm-hmm. It's just not interesting to me. This is So this is interesting. I'm, I'm now... T- I'm now sitting. This is a personal interest note. Okay. I'm now sitting on the NFL to release its schedules, which I think happens in like a month or so. The reason I am is because I haven't even told you this because this all just finalized last night. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going to Las Vegas in October. What? I'm go. I I I I have a a invite to attend TwitchCon. I still oh. have to pay my own way. This isn't like a paid appearance kind of thing. I still got to buy tickets and everything. But I have a group of friends from my streaming activities who would like me to come out. And one of them said, "And you know we're going to be there in a weekend in October. I'm hoping the Raiders are home." Uh-huh. And I said, "I will go." To the Las Vegas Raiders game with you, head to toe dressed in Chiefs stuff. <laughs> and I said, you will have to deal with the fact that I'm probably going to get beer dumped on me, and I'm probably going to get assaulted. And seriously, you you know you know this gentleman Terry Zhang, who's on he's been on my channel at the same time you have been. Terry yeah. was like, listen, nobody in Vegas cares about the Raiders. It's something to do on a Sunday. <laughs> you know, I could so, I could see that I could see that. So he's like, you're gonna be, you'll be fine. Nobody really cares about it but so we'll be watching that that'll be interesting to that, that's cool that's cool i'm scrolling through the, the list of like news stories and there's just nothing uh there's i mean the cardinals they have their new head coach um i still don't think it's gonna be good for them really <laughs> don't. Who, I, who, who are we talking about i don't even know i have not been paying uh, attention jonathan gannon is his name oh the son of rich gannon is it his son Yes. No shit. Yes, he was he, he was the uh, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, right? Uh, yeah, I want to say yes. Jonathan yes. Gannon. Uh, da, 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 da. He also pre- previously served as assistant coach for Atlanta Falcons, Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings, Indianapolis Colts, and Philadelphia Eagles. He is 40 years old. I'm looking to see personal information. I'm almost positive he is related. I mean, that name is not, like, common. So, so I, I, because I, I, I remember on, um, here we go. Rich Gannon's son <laughs> is Jonathan Gannon. No shit. Yep. Because, and I remember this came up because Rich Gannon was covering the Super Bowl for Sirius XM, and they want they interviewed him, and there was a question: is was Rich was going to go easy on him? Are you going to go easy on your son? And he was like, I'm not going to go easy on him. We're gonna we're gonna ask him the tough questions. I think the toughest question is Rich Gannon asked was like, where are we having dinner tonight? <laughs> he was a chief for not too long, wasn't he? Oh, Rich? Yeah. Yeah, for three years. That's where he really got his, his, that's where, that's where the Raiders signed him away from us for five seasons was Rich Gannon was the backup and then the starter, I think in 1995. I can't remember exactly what happened. Somebody was there and got hurt. Jeff Hostetler. No. No, he was a Raider. At some point. No, no, no. In Kansas City. <laughs> oh, oh. In Kansas City. So hold on a second. The 1995 Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be one of those names that's going to make you laugh. I think it might be Elvis Gerbach. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, it was. Okay, so hold on a second. Uh, yes, yeah, somebody, somebody got hurt, and he ended up stepping up as the backup. And all of a sudden, he was like, oh, my God. Uh, Steve Bono. Wow. Steve wow. Bono was the starter that season. And then he gets hurt at some point. And I, I'm trying to find out exactly when this happens. I'm looking at the box score right now. Steve Bono, game logs, 1995. Again, lifelong Chief fan. So, <laughs> uh, no, Bono plays the whole year. So when does Gannon start in Kansas City? Oh, maybe I'm off by a year. Maybe he was there in 95, but he might have been the backup. Okay, he didn't play in two games in 1996. 
I just rem I, I I'm positive this is what happened. So I gotta I just gotta see. Oh, there it is. Okay, in 1997, Bono gets hurt in the okay. preseason, ah. and that's when Gannon steps in. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna double check that as we're just sitting here chit chatting about it. So yeah, so 1997, Rich Gannon steps in, and he had a very good year with the Chiefs. Let me see. Did he play any games in '96? No, he made a couple appearances late in the season. So Gannon must have been, uh, what's his name, must have been banged up because he did. He was had 226 yards against San Diego. Then he had a couple of appearances here or there, and he did not play in the season close. But then in 1997, here you go. Rich Gannon doesn't play the first couple of games, but he comes in the second half of the season and he wows. I think he takes them to the playoffs that year. Yeah, okay, so Gannon plays the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, last eight games for the Chiefs in 1997 and goes 7-1. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, he came in in week nine against Pittsburgh um, to finish the game and then started the next week and then just never gave the seat back up. And then, of course, a year later, after the next season, the uh, the Raiders would pill for him, and he would go on to play in uh, the, the the big snow game between the Patriots and uh, the Raiders that one year that they were they had that that big snowball game where I couldn't even watch it on TV. My brother was at that game, and I was like, "My brother's never getting home. There's no huh. way he's gonna have to sleep in his car in freaking in freaking New England because there's no way he's getting home in this." So yeah, anyway. <clears throat> Speaking of speaking of names of players we used to draft, did you know Deuce Staley is a coach for the Panthers now? I knew he was a coach somewhere in the league. I didn't know he was specifically with the Panthers. He just went to them this year to, to work with Frank Reich. Did not know that. Interesting. And then secondly, and again, old player and also uh, former chief staff. How do you how do you feel about Eric Bieniemy becoming another offensive coordinator, but being for the for the Commanders? I'm upset about it. I mean, like, how do you go from gold, a gold standard AFC team to the commanders? Like, because because the commanders drove up a dump truck full of money and told him he's going to call the plays. Listen, okay. Andy Reid, Andy Reid is head coach and offensive coordinator. That is what he does. When when Patrick Mahomes finishes a drive. He sits down on the bench. Andy Reid sits down right next to him. Bianami sat on the other side, but it was always Reid doing the talking. Mm -hmm. Always Reid doing the talking. So it's Andy Reid's offense. Eric Bianami, and I think Eric Bianami thinks, and I don't know how true this is, but this is what I think, this is my belief of what he thinks, is that because he wasn't a play caller, it has hamstrung him in getting head coaching opportunities. That owners look at him and go, okay, he's just he's just a he's just a placeholder he's, for, for Andy. He's Reed. Andy Reid's assistant. <laughs> That's basically what they think he is. That's basically what they think he is. So now he gets this opportunity to make a little bit more money to go to a team that is absolutely pathetic on offense and call plays. If this team offensively improves dramatically, he thinks he's going to be a head coach in 2024. And maybe he's right. I don't know. I don't know, but yes, you did. He did. He picked, he picked, he didn't pick a team where he could step in and showcase his skills and, and feel really positive about being successful. He picked a team where he will either sink or swim. And if yeah, this team, now they is, don't have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if, if the, if the Washington commanders make the playoffs next year on the back of an offense, the absolutely people are going to be calling Eric B So this move was more out of necessity 
for his long-term career goals. He was never going to make a head coach under Andy Reid. And I don't think, and, and I th- do think Andy Reid is probably only a, a year or two from retirement. I think he's tired probably. at this point. Yeah, he's done everything he needed to do. He's a Hall of Fame coach at this point. He's got two championships. Patrick has he is tied to Patrick. If Patrick announces retirement tomorrow, Andy Reid would be announcing it five minutes later. So, you know, I, I, I that's that's just where I, I think that's at. So. I think I think we'll see what happens with Bianami. I hope I do wish him the best. Because I don't here like here's here's Washington's st- like right now if they were to play a game, this is their starting offense. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell at quarterback, Brian Robinson at running back, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. Those are not terrible skill position players. They're very average. Like think of that receiving core is very average. Yeah, yeah. Can he make them better? I don't know. I don't. I you know. I mean, Cinch has always been a very pop, very very fond of the. You don't have the quarterback, you got nothing. But you know, yes, right now it's rece- it's Sam Howell, Tyler Henneke, and Jake Fromm. Is there a possibility they enter the sweepstakes for a a Marcus Mariota or a Derek Carr type? Somebody uh, who can come in. I could see Mariota going there. I still don't think Carr. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would. I just, I can't see it. only because. And I think, for my view of it, I think Carr's a point in his career where he doesn't. There's too much risk in Washington. Like yeah. the, the Jets are like the safer option because last year the Jets weren't bad. They were actually pretty good, and they were really honestly like a quarterback away from making the playoffs. So, and he probably wants to go somewhere where he thinks he's got a shot to win. He's probably, yeah. and again, I'm not in Derek Carr's head, and it's nope. not like he and I he are will, on speed dial. <laughs> he will have to get used to playing in the cold, though, if he does come this way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think he is going to take this as an opportunity, not only to potentially get a ring, but also to show the Raiders that they made a mistake by that the problem wasn't him. He wants to show them I'm not the problem. You were. Yeah. I think, and I think that because they made the playoffs two years ago and then they were terrible. And the only thing that changed was the coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they upgraded in receiver. <laughs> now the other possibility is he decides to go the Bernie Kosar route and he decides <laughs> I'm going to take, a, I'm going to take a really attractive backup position somewhere because all I want is a ring, but there's that, there's that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, don't forget Bernie Kosar has like three Super Bowl rings. <laughs> Because <laughs> that he is that's he just, true. He signed to Dallas at the right time and he just backed up Troy Aikman. Nobody has gotten more Super Bowls for taking a knee and at the end of games than Bernie Kosar. That's so, true. Although I think uh, yeah. what's his, the same with the what's his name? Uh, uh with the running back. LaShawn McCoy. Back. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he got oh, rings yeah. being a backup just because he was there. So Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So We'll have to see. I mean, the the the, the end, the start of the, the the league year is is upon us, and we'll start to see some people move. I think we'll start to hear some more. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a big question mark. I think a lot of the question marks this year are around quarterback, um, which isn't totally unusual. But for some reason, it feels like there's more quarterbacks on the open market this year than before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll have to see. But um, 
Yeah, we're we're running down on time, and it's it's a quiet week this week, so we we probably just save some time for later in this month when we get closer to the draft season. So let's move on to final thoughts, Craig. What is your final thought this uh, week? Final thought this week. I mean, another year has gone by, and uh, I just want to say uh, thank you, thank you for coming along this ride. If you're still listening to us, especially yeah, uh, especially Doctor Skinny, if we're still here. I mean, I know Doctor. Oh yeah, he's the Skinny Man's here. <laughs> Yeah, this is and this is this is we say this every year. Now is absolutely if you just want it, if there's something you want to hear us talk about or there's something burning you want to ask us that is during the season, it's a lot harder to interact with people on a weekly basis just because there's so much to cover. And and from a fantasy perspective, yeah, you may not have a ton of questions right now, but always feel free to reach out to us. Now is a great time to reach out to us and just ask general questions about what what you guys think and, and tell us about your season. You know, we like to hear from you how you guys did. I mean, you know, I we really like hearing from our our, our listeners about how they're doing and 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 what they they liked about their season or disliked about their season. So, you know, I mean, we'll get more and more as we get closer to the start of the actual league year. But yeah, I mean, it's technically the off season. So yeah, but but you know what? It's never the off season when you do a podcast and you need people to rate your podcast. So we ask you to go to whatever podcast directory you found us on. And just leave us a review. It would really help us out. We're on so many podcast directories, I've stopped listing them. Also, if you do want to reach out to us, there's a bunch of different ways. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter, although I sell, spend very little time on Twitter these days. Uh, we are The easiest way to reach us is email. FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We'll get you a direct line to Craig and I. And we're also on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. So, Craig, not, not a bad way to unwind and uh, no. settle into the off no. season. I mean, this is, well, for a lot of people, this is the boring time of the year. So it is. I it get is. it. But, it you know, this is this is where we regroup and we sit there and, and people start to say, oh, man, I miss football already. It's only been two weeks. I'm already hearing it. Me, I'm just going to ride the high all the way into August because my team actually has a championship. And I think... I think next year, I'm going to say it now, is the year for the Bengals. I'm calling it right now. Praise praise the football gods. The, the, the year of the <laughs> Bengal is upon us. The only question awesome. is, you know, the only question is, will San Francisco rise up to scare the crap out of Craig? Oh, God. <laughs> and and go that route again. So, but we will be, we're going to be, we're going to be using a modified schedule during the off season. So I'm not going to, I always usually end this podcast by saying, oh, we'll talk to you next week. I don't know if we'll talk to you next week. We're going to be basing our schedule based on need and uh, news and notes. So there may be a couple of weeks off here and there, but we will be back in the not too distant future. And we really do appreciate you listening. So until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Oh, and hi, Deb. <laughs>